Welcome to the jungle. What's going on? A very good Tuesday to you. My name is Jim Rome. What's yours? Hit me up. I'll take your name. I'll take your town. I'll take your topic. I'll take your telephone call. Little post on X might work. Hit me up with an email. You know where to find me. 1-800-636-8686. Maybe you couldn't get through yesterday or maybe you needed a day to get over what transpired on Sunday. Whatever it is, we're open right now. I do have two interviews coming up, but plenty of opportunity for you to get through. In fact, hit me right now. Best call goes right to the front of the line. Now, what I'm trying to figure out, we've had some milestones, right? Episode number 300 of the Jim Rohn Podcast was tracked and pushed out last week at the Super Bowl. I still want to go back to that. That's a milestone number. Episode 300. Smack off number 30. Milestone number. Big deal. We're still looking for a date for that. But even though I don't have the date, there's no reason why you wouldn't try to get in and qualify for that event. Maybe it's a spring smack off. Maybe it's a summer smack off. Maybe it's the rare fall smack off. I just know it's happening sometime in 2024. So you should start dialing right now. One, you have to play your way in. Invite only. 1-800-636-8686. By the time we set that date, who knows? That thing might be on the X platform. In front of lots of ears and eyes. All of a sudden then you've got an enormous platform for Smack Off 30. So as we set the date, start getting your game together right now. Once again, 1-800-636-8686. Speaking of the X platform, hit me up at Jim Rome. Email me at Rome, R-O-M-E at haveatake.com. And yes, we are coming to X soon. More details as they become available. Just know that we are working it hard behind the scenes. All right, coming up today at 940, had to run down Mitchell Schwartz again, one of my favorites. He's a former NFL offensive tackle. He did win a Super Bowl with the Chiefs. He will have thoughts on Kansas City going back-to-back and whether or not a three-peat is in the cards. That's coming up. Mike Silver, a columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle, all over the Niners and the league. So we'll have those two interviews. 940, 1020. Everything else is wide open. Hit me up. Phone lines jumping yesterday. Loved it. I'm going to give it to you one more time. 1-800-636-8686. All right, so where I want to start is with this. Normally after a game, like we saw on Sunday, I would come in here and hit you with a Russell Crowe, are you not entertained? But I don't even need to ask this time because it's pretty clear that you were all entertained. And now the numbers back it up. 123.4 million viewers on average. That made it the most watched television program ever. Like ever, ever. Not the most watched football game ever. Or the most watched sporting event ever. The most watched television program ever. That's quite a statement. And I mean ever. Thanks, Jeff. That helps. So who was the biggest star of the biggest television program ever? A lot of good choices. Plenty of options. Obviously, you want to start with the best player on the planet, Mr. Mahomes, Mr. MVP, Mr. Inevitable. Inevitable. Like, this dude is so inevitable. 
He now has his own inevitable alarm, which we debuted yesterday. Mahomes? Inevitable. I'll just lay out and let you enjoy it. Mahomes? Inevitable. Mahomes? Inevitable. Now, you could also argue that his tight end, thanks, Alvy, his tight end is even more famous or at least more visible right now. And you can even argue that his tight end's girlfriend was the true star of the most viewed television program ever. You could. Swifties, you do not have to swarm my mentions. I already know your answer. That. I'm sure some of you would even argue that Usher was the star of the show. But to me, I've got a different take. To me, the biggest star on Sunday was the biggest dude. To me, the star of the most watched television show of all time was a fellow L.A. native. A dude I could arguably, easily, run into at Javier's in about a month. To me, the biggest star on Sunday was none other than Big Red. The artist, formerly known as Andrew Ryad, from the punt, pass, and kick competition back in the day. You remember when my dude Andrew Ryad towered all those other little kids? For all the credit my guy Andy Reid gets, he almost does not get enough. As an example, the job that he did with his team this year is not getting enough love. Considering it might have been the single best coaching job of his entire career. Considering the fact that KC looked ready to crash and burn midway through that season. They had no wide receivers who could catch the ball from the best quarterback on the planet. They had a potentially severe distraction going on with the tight ends, social life. They lost to the Raiders on Christmas Day. I mean, enough said, right? The Raiders did them. At that point, the Chiefs were 9-6. and six. The Vultures were out. You clones would not stop sending me emails and ex-posts about how T-Swift was Yoko Onoing the Chiefs. You know who you are. You know who you are who sent me that nonsense. Those takes have all aged about as well as Yoko's recordings have. I love that song. Oh! Oh, I love that song when it comes on. Said nobody ever. Anyway, somehow, somehow Big Red rebuilt that team on the fly. He rebuilt that thing on the fly late in the season. Do you know how hard that is to do? And then he brought that thing on the road in the AFC playoffs, where they had not been. Then he brought that thing to Vegas, and then he walked away with a Lombardi that the haters thought that they had no chance at, like, I don't know, six weeks earlier. So, yes, this is, in fact, an Andy Reid appreciation segment right off the top. I appreciate the dude, and I appreciate also, most importantly, he's not going anywhere. Nowhere. Turns out all those rumors and reports and whispers and speculation about a sudden retirement if he were to win so he could walk it off were based on nothing. 
because yesterday Reed confirmed that he would be back next year and that he was not the one thinking about retirement. He was not the one thinking retirement. We all were. Why not um, ride off into the sunset at this point for you? You know, Adam, I, I honestly haven't even thought about it, but I get asked it. I mean, I'm still kind of in awe of the, the game and, and what went on there. So um, I really haven't thought why or what or anything else, but people keep asking me. And I, I keep saying, why did Belichick and Pete retire? You know, those guys, they ask those old guys a question, but I'm, I'm the old guy now. Well, thing is, my dude, those guys actually didn't retire, which I'll get to in a minute. But to his point, I mean, right? The hell would this guy want to shut it down for right now? Why? For who? For what? Why? Yes, he's now the oldest active head coach. So I guess they have to always ask the oldest guy, hey, man, you ready to retire? You done? But who's looking to retire a dude who is one of the best to ever do it and is still on top of his game? Not me. And most importantly, not him. You see, that is the big difference between Hoodman, Gum Assassin, and Big Red. Hoodman, those guys are not retired. Hoodman wants to keep coaching. It's just that nobody wants him. The speed-talking gum murderer wanted to keep going in Seattle. It's just that Seattle did not want to keep going with him. That's the opposite of the current situation in Kansas City. Why the hell would he want to leave? Why the hell would they want to see him leave? It makes no sense. Why leave right now? All these questions about, hey, hey, Andy, it doesn't make any sense. Make that make sense. Hey, Andy, are you ready to retire? The hell would I retire for? I'm presiding over a dynasty. Why would he leave when he's coaching the best player in the world and maybe the best player of all time? Why would he leave after he just did one of the best coaching jobs of his career when he's one of the best to ever do it? Why would he leave when he has a chance to come back and do something that has never been done in the history of the sport and three-peat? I mean, seriously. That alone is enough justification for doing it at least another year. Run it back for the three-peat. But even if he doesn't get that three-peat, why stop there? A year from now, Mahomes is still only 29. What is the rush? Man, why is everybody rushing this guy off? He's loving his life. He's loving his job. He's loving his team. Why do we have to try to push him to walk away right now? You know, it would be great if we would just stop asking the question because clearly the guy is not spending any time, any time at all on that question. And really, what is there to think about? What is there to think about? He said it himself. I haven't really thought about it. Right. What is there to think about? I mean, I'm not up in this guy's head, but I bet I can tell you exactly what his thought process was. Here's Andy's thought process. Patrick Mahomes is my quarterback. I love this team. We have a chance to do something that's never been done. There, thought about it. See you in a few weeks. That's as much thinking as he needs to do on this one. Hey, and by the way, the man's star power also extends to his comedy. Never mind being a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant head coach and leader and motivator. 
Check out this guy's comedy act. Check out this guy's post-game appearance on NFL Network with his wife. I joke about her. She had five kids and it completely ruined my body. I'm not sure what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Extremely well done. He's the best. Quote, she had five kids and it completely ruined my body. I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> well best. Done. That's not one of those fake laughs that you do, like on a morning show or a set. I mean, like, that's legitimately funny. She had five kids and it ruined my body. How can you not like this guy? Who doesn't like this guy? For real. Does anybody have anything bad to say about Big Red? You got a problem with Big Red, you got a problem with you. Trust me. You're the problem. He's not. If you do, however, because somebody always does, somebody always has a problem with everybody. No names mentioned, James Kelly. Everybody except the Shanahans, and he's still crying about that. If you've got a problem with Big Red, I don't need to hear it because I don't have a single bad thing to say about the man. I love the man. Turn off your station. He's a legend. If you've got a problem with him, or you got a problem with me saying what a great guy he is, turn off your station. Right, Mike? Turn off your station. I can bring this thing full circle. Check out the text that he sent Antonio Pierce this week referencing that Raider ass-kicking on Christmas. Peter King had this, quote, I appreciate, this is the text that he sent to AP, quote, I appreciate you kicking our tail because you taught us a lesson. You get complacent in this business. The margin between winning and losing is tiny. You better step up. There's a time and place for these players that have been here before. You know what it takes. If you're the veteran that's dropping the ball or you're the veteran getting the penalties, you better figure it out. Figure it out quick. This season's going to go down. End of quote. So there you have it. Big Red actually thanked AP for, quote, kicking our tail. End of quote. Hey, you know what? Raider Nation, you got that going for you. The autumn wind is a Raider. But apparently, also a chief. At least part chief. Because you guys helped your rivals to -to back-to-back Lombardis. KC even got to practice at your fancy facility last week. So, congrats, Raider Nation. Practice. You did it. Well done, Alvin. Alvy. Alvy stopping on a dime. We did it! We did it! You did it, Raider Nation. Sort of. Well, not really. Well, not at all. But you helped. Kind of. Not really. Not at all. Future's looking up, though. It is. It is. You got AP. I had an incredible conversation with Max Crosby last week. From Super Bowl, it is looking up. I mean, think how far you've come. John Gruden had that team bus do victory laps in the Arrowhead parking lot after a regular season win, and the legend Big Red just won a Super Bowl in your actual house. I say 50-50. Go figure. Anyway, what I'm trying to say to you is that text and that punchline about his wife and that coaching job on Sunday and that coaching job this season, they all contribute to Big Red's legend. And that legend, like his waistline, is still growing. 
And I say that with all the respect in the world, which is why there is absolutely no reason for him to walk away right now. I guess what I'm really trying to say is, and he already decided himself, run it back. 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 How can you not? Run it back. Run it back. I almost feel like posting up at Javier's and just waiting. I know he's going to show up here at some point. You know, as, as well as he and I have done over the years, I think I once tried to take a run at it. Like, Coach, I know you got a house out here. I have a general idea where that house might be. What's up, Andy? When do you come out? What's up? And he, he was very, very polite about not telling me. So I think what I need to do is just go to Javier's Crystal Cove and just post up for the next four to six weeks. I know I'll run into him. I know he's going to come here at some point. <laughs> well done. You know, and I would never, ever, ever. I'm not like this. I'm not this guy. I'm not this guy. I would never. I don't have any moles. I, Javier's, to me, is like this sacred place. Come on, Rome. It's a restaurant. No, it's the best restaurant. But I, I have immense respect for Javier, for the restaurant, for the brand, and for the people who work there. What I'm saying to you is, I have no moles. I have nobody would tip me off. I don't. I would never do that. I would never do that. It's a good idea. But I just, I would not take advantage of it because I hold it in such high regard. It would be very easy for me because I've got friends, as you might imagine, at all their restaurants because I love them. It'd be very easy for me to say, hey, yo, 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 can you maybe tip me off when my guy's there? But it'd be so wrong. He'd, he'd see right through it. And he'd be like, yo, yo, Romy, come on, man, really? So I have no choice but to just go to Javier's every day for the next, I don't know, 60 days until the big fella's there. 1-800-636-8686. And yet the hate continues. Hate, the new dopamine. Hey, whatever you do, whatever you do, don't give anybody credit. Don't give anybody credit for accomplishing something great. Because if you do, then you won't feel good about yourself. But if you hate on somebody, you will. Wapner at 11. Andy should prove that he can win without Kermit the Frog before retirement. Yeah, I don't know, dude. He did coach in five NFC championships and a Super Bowl before Kermit was even in high school. I mean, really? Trevor Douglas is in. It's Tuesday, or as Romy calls it, day two of no face cake. And the crew back in t-shirts and shorts. It's kind of funny, actually. All right. The first part of that is true. No face cake. No man cake. The thing is, I came back in and I was so inundated with the re-entry that I never actually had the conversation with the crew. And because it's been, I don't know, seven and a half years since we've been on TV, everybody here except Alvy. Alvy was indoctrinated and grandfathered in before we became a TV simulcast. Alvy can speak to this. I have always gone business casual. What I wear on TV, what you saw me wearing on CBS Sports Network for the past seven plus years is what I've always worn on radio. Hey, 
because my feeling was I want to show up with a certain kind of edge and professionalism. Like I wasn't, and I'm not judging anybody. It just worked for me. It worked for me. And then one year I realized, you know what? A casual work Friday where we denim up and we back it in kind of made it feel cooler. It made it feel kind of looser. And I'm like, you know what? Let's do that. So then when we came back here, I meant to tell the crew, because I knew what these slackers would do. They'd go right back to every day's Friday. But I never had the conversation. Tommy's shaking me off like, no, dude, we get it. We get it. I don't know. How about Jack Savage in the back row? Does he get it? I can't see that far back. Albie knows. Now, anyway, that's a long way of saying we're not rocking the cake. Not yet. Not till we fire up the X cameras. But... We're not dressing down. I'm still wearing my David August. Don't have to. Want to. Because I want to show up with that edge. I want to feel professional. You know. Ryan in Tampa is in. Let me be the first to congratulate both you and Andy Reid on your retirement. His run in the NFL and yours with your show that's now over forever will never be forgotten. Sign the clones. Hey, you know how you know I'm not retired? Congratulations! Because I've already told you a million times, the week that I'm going to end my career is the week that I'm going to say a bunch of things that could get me fired. Because what are they going to do? Fire me? I've done nothing and said anything that would be construed as a fireable offense. I'm still here. I did not retire. The TV update, or I should say simulcast, is no longer in its current configuration but it will come back and stream on the X platform. How many times do we have to go over this? Apparently more times, right? Hey, Jim, did I hear you say you got no moles? I got plenty you can have. Sign Jason Stewart. Keith in Milwaukee. All right, a couple things really quickly before I go to break. Back in the day, the first two people, get it, Stu, bring it home. Jason Stewart in a karaoke bar with Cal Brandt. You want to do a mother-daughter routine? Now just do it yourself, Stu, you got it. Actual raw audio. That really happened back in the day. Anyway, what I was going to say is, it used to be at Super Bowl, and especially on Radio Row, I would run into the same two people every single year first. First, Fudge Brownie during the credentialing process, and Chris Visser, because Visser was always there hustling. This year, that was not the case. In fact, it hasn't really been the case the last couple of years. Hey, Les. However, you know who the first person I was, or the first person I ran to this year? And this dude ran right up on us at the baggage carousel. KTK and I. Jay Stu, dude. Jay Stu. Jay Stu was the first familiar face that I saw at Super Bowl. So that was nice. Had that going for me, which is nice. Always good to see Stu. 
All right. Anybody else? You want in? You know where to Keep find me. Keep calling, Weeklins. 1-800-636-8686. It is the 30th smack-off this year. We don't have a date, but it's the mother. That's the one you want to win. You want to win any of them because if you do, you're a legend. But if you win number 30, I mean, how many of these things do you think I'm going to do? Not one, not two, 30. This year, Dell Technologies wants to help you do amazing things with their best tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, powered by Intel Core processors and more. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more. Must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Once again, that's dell.com slash deals. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Just know like 50 of you had that same joke about Jay Stu. Keep calling, Weakland. All right, so I've got a short segment right here because I want to make sure that Mitchell Schwartz has the room that he needs because he's smart as hell. Hey, Rome. Andy Reid is out here winning multiple Super Bowls with plays named Corndog. Of course he's not retiring. In the casino of life, you never walk away from a heater like the one Big Red is on. Alex in KC wore Patrick Mahomes showing up to training camp looking like a corn dog. I don't know. I mean, I know he's one of your own and you're being funny, but the one thing that I would not be doing right now is poking the corn dog. Let that line corn dog sleep. In fact, it's already too late. He's already, when they try to make him out to be the villain, he didn't push back on that. He's like, hey, if that's what you need me to be, that's who I'll be. Now you're trying to make the guy out to be a corn dog. And believe me, his take will be, if that's what you need me to be, I can be that too. I think Patrick Mahomes has proven, A, he's the best player in football. B, he may go down as the best player in the history of football. And C, whatever distraction is swirling around him, not only does it not knock him off path, he somehow is able to convert it into rocket fuel. The corn dog, his family, the villain, whatever. All of it is converted into fuel. Man, let that lying corn dog sleep. Don't poke the corn dog. Hey, Jim, did you just say that Javier's is the best restaurant? I respectfully disagree. Yours, that tool bag, Josh Allen. Have you been Javier's? Oh, yeah. I've so been you a know. few times. All right, yeah. so really quickly, so they know, because all I do is talk about Javier, my guy Javier. It, does this live up to the hype? Is that not the best place? It, it, I don't know Wait. about the best place, but it's up there. Uh-huh. Have you tried South of Nick's? I have not. Okay, that's, it's, there's one in Laguna, and then there's one in San Clemente. Oh, yeah, no, okay, yes. Okay. Yes, I have. In Laguna, I, I have. I, I love Javier's, but I think I might take, take South of Nick's over it. I might be crazy, r- respectfully, though. Respectfully, dude, you'd be wrong, but you, get, you, you are entitled to your choice no matter how wrong it is, dude, but I appreciate it. I'll let you win this one. Josh Allen. Hey, Ian, take it easy on Josh. Hey, you got to love Josh. Played his college ball in Wyoming. 
places Pro Bowl in Buffalo, coming and lecturing me on California cuisine and knowing it better than me. Allegedly. <sighs> that was fun. That was fun. I, I actually, I, I like South of Knicks. I like what he's talking about. I like that place. It ain't Javier's. Nothing is. Nothing is. I go to South of Knicks if I'm down there in that area or if I want to go for a drive on a Saturday. It's fun. It's good. It's fun. Good vibe. It's not Javier's, man. Nothing is. Nothing is. I mean, you could take, if you could create a quarterback that was Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Troy Aikman, Joe Montana, and roll them all into one. And then have that one guy roll up on me and go, hey, Rome, hey, Rome, I've won 38 of the 58 Super Bowls. And I'm here to tell you, South of Knicks is better than Javieris. I would still say you're wrong. This guy's correcting me too. Hey, Jim, it's pronounced mole. Signed, Xavier. Well played, Kenneth. Well played. Well played. Jimmers, the date for the SmackDown is an easy one to figure out. Just schedule it after the international holiday known as Dong Day. Abigail. Abigail in I'm Smart Diego. I mean, Abby, you are. However, that's not an example of your intelligence. You are smart. But that's not a smart take. She's happy with that take. She's really happy with that take. All right. I got I to get out. Abby's in the end zone. She's like a receiver spinning the rock, celebrating. When we come back, Mitchell Schwartz. Here's your sports update, though. Here's Andrew Bogus. Sports Flash. Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. I'm Jim Rome. So my next guest calls early, totally buttoned up, and then the host gets out late, sloppy as hell. That's not how it's supposed to be. Let me get right to it. We're joined right now by a former NFL offensive tackle. He played nine years with the Browns and the Chiefs. He was selected with the 37th pick in the 2012 draft by the Browns out of Cal. I'm telling you, we UC guys stick together. Also, he won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs in 2020. He is a four-time All-Pro. He is Mitchell Schwartz. Mitchell, it's good to have you back on. Thanks so much. Always good to talk to you. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Great. I'm awesome. Thanks so much for doing it. Sorry I'm late. So you were part of the Chiefs team that overcame a 10-point deficit in the fourth quarter to beat the Niners in the Super Bowl four years ago. I'm curious, what was your level of confidence Sunday that Casey would turn that trick once again when they fell behind 10 early on? It was high. I was slightly worried because the offense started looking a little bit like kind of the, you know, quote unquote old Chiefs of before uh, this, this playoff run. And so I was worried that they might kind of regress a little bit into what it felt like in November and December when they were struggling and the frustration would come up. But the, I mean, it's just awesome to see the resilience, the ability to push through that. And I think, you know, especially in the fourth quarter and overtime, I think everybody knew that once 
Mahomes got his hands on the ball. He was going to go down and score. So it was fun to watch. It's uh, a lot more nerve-wracking on the opposite side when you can't be on the field. But you know, the confidence uh, for that guy to come through is always high. Always. Mitchell Schwartz joining us to that point. He now has three rings. He's got three Super Bowl MVPs. He's gone 15-3 and three in his postseason career. He's only 28. I mean, the guy's damn near inevitable, automatic on the biggest stage. Can you share what it's like to be in the huddle with this dude when the game is on the line? It's surprisingly normal. It's, you know, I think that's maybe the biggest indicator for him is that he doesn't make the situation anything bigger than it needs to be. There's obviously a, a greater sense of urgency. There's a, hey guys, let's go. You know, we got to go score to win the game. Um, but there's not a wishy-washy, oh, we can do this. And there's no, you know, kind of hoping that it's going to happen. There's just a, hey, this is what we're going to do. And let's go down the field and make it happen. And so there's, you know, that confidence in himself, that confidence in his teammates. Uh, because for him, it would have been very easy to, you know, lose trust and lose confidence in the guys around him. You know, he had the most drop passes from the receiver core of anyone in the NFL this year. Uh, there's some, you know, bad offensive line play throughout the year and even in the beginning of that game. Uh, but again, he just, he has a pure belief in himself and the guys around him. And uh, that huddle on the last drive, it just, uh, it feels like most other huddles, you just know that you really do have to go down and score to win. Yeah, I mean, I think it speaks to not only his incredible talent, but he's a great, great leader. He's not pointing the finger. He's keeping everybody together. Mitchell Schwartz is joining us. And then on the other side, Mitchell, shock of all shocks, Chris Jones was blowing stuff up, being disruptive as can be, especially late in the game. You used to match up with him in practice. What makes that guy the game record that he is? Yeah, he's incredible. So what makes him so special is that he is incredibly strong. And so if you go back and you look at some of the pre-draft reports and some of just the kind of general defensive line reports on, on guys who watch film and stuff, they'll tell you that he plays high. And you know, you're not supposed to play high, but he can play high because he's so strong and because he understands leverage. You know, there's a, a little bit of a misconception that, you know, where a guy's head is determines exactly kind of his leverage point. Like Chris's hips are always low, his hands are in great position. And he's got so much natural body strength that he can afford to, you know, not have the, the flexibility per se of some of these other guys that, that need to do it to get the leverage. And so if you use your hands against Chris, he swipes them away. I mean, we saw that play early in the game where he destroyed the left guard in like a 0.25 seconds and McCaffrey had to uh, come and save the day. And that was the pretty pass to the end zone to Debo that McDuffie had that awesome coverage that McDuffie jumped up and, and blocked away. And Chris had pressure in, you know, a quarter of a second because if you throw your hands against him, he's so skilled. And this is what gets lost in the Chris conversation. He's so skilled with his hands. He knows how to use them. He knows how to, you know, counter whatever the offensive line is trying to do. And then the next time you're going to think, well, man, I can't throw my hands against him because he's going to swipe them away. And then you don't. And all that strength comes right down and he's able to walk you right into the quarterback. And, you know, again, in the Buffalo game, we saw that on the throw that Allen missed in the end zone. It was because he was, you know, walking back a 330 plus pound left tackle and Deion Dawkins, who's a heck of a player into Josh Allen and Allen gets bumped as he throws it. So, Chris is able to pair up you know, elite strength with elite hand usage, and whatever the offensive lineman tries to do, he's basically able to make you wrong. I love that. Mitchell Schwartz is joining us. So, Mitchell, then you've got the big fellow himself, big red Andy Reid, and there was a lot of speculation as to, you know, if the guy wins another one, he might walk it off. I mean, come on. Why? Why, why would you leave right now when you love what you do, you're doing as well as you are, you've got arguably the greatest quarterback ever, potentially? I mean, I can't think of one reason why he would. And then yesterday he said, 
I'm not going anywhere. I'm not at all. I thought The Athletic had a really good piece today where they had a bunch of people telling their favorite Andy Reid story. Can you tell me what is it that makes this guy so unique, so good? And do you have a favorite Andy Reid story? I do. And so I'll tell the what makes him so great is he's able to combine a personality and like a human nature to how demanding he is and how much he expects out of people. And it makes for a really fun work environment because he's not someone that, you know, makes sure that everyone's doing everything to these exact natures every single time. And so you feel like you're given some leash and you're given some room to be yourself. You know, his biggest motto is be yourself, show your personality. He wants, you know, Travis to be who Travis is. He wants Pat to be who he is. Now, if you go a little bit too far, he's not going to be afraid to rein that back in. And that's where he is so good is he's able to let guys express themselves, be themselves, have fun, enjoy every single day. And that's, that's really key. I mean, you want to love going to work every day. You want to love your job. And he fosters that kind of environment and he makes it really special um, between him and every single guy that, that he works with. And then that gets into my favorite story where, you know, he asked me if I ever had a chili relleno burrito before, which uh, <laughs> I never even heard of. And uh, I said no. And I guess he's got a place in his house in Southern California that's got these awesome chili relleno burritos. And he was saying that he tried to get the the kitchen staff to make him one at the facility, and it wasn't quite the same. So he just uh, he waits till he's back home to to eat it. And I thought that was so perfect because again, it's like that. He loves the food, but it's also the attention and detail that, like, he knew enough about the dish to try to get them to recreate it and to like, kind of, like, show them the way. Um, so, of course, my, my favorite story with him involves food. I, I absolutely love that. I wonder if, if it was at Javier's. Do you ever work your way down here from the Palisades, from L.A.? Do you come down to Javier's? Well, actually, there are Javier's. There's one Century City. Have you ever gone? I have not, um, but that might be. I know he's he's down your way a little bit. He is, and then he won't tell me anymore. I, I ran into him once at the restaurant, and I've known him a while, but you know, you know how the big fellow is. I, I didn't want to pry, but I took one <laughs> shot at it, and he kind of very politely shut me down. I let it go at that, but I love that. It's, it's great that it's a food story. To your point, though, that his attention to detail is legendary. I mean, does he really have everything still on three-by-five note cards? Like, how would you describe that attention to details? Yeah, and the three by five note card is actually a little bit of a maybe juxtaposition against the attention to detail because he his team meetings are incredibly quick. So his philosophy is if I need I shouldn't need to speak to the team about something that I can't put on a three by five note card. Mm. You know, I'm not gonna have these fifteen, twenty, thirty minute team meetings, which I loved. You know, I came from Cleveland, I had three head coaches in four years, a lot of new head coaches and they're trying to establish culture and they wanna have meetings every day and they wanna talk to you and you know, eventually the message might get lost a little bit and it becomes repetitive. And, you know, Coach Reed has in the off-season program maybe three or four team meetings, you know, one at the beginning of each of the phases to kind of explain the rules. And after that, he doesn't really need to talk to you. He sets the rules. He sets the expectations. And he doesn't want that team meeting to drag on. And that, you know, again, kind of counters how detail-oriented he is, how much uh, he puts into every single thing he does. And I think on the field in terms of, you know, just kind of a general schematic thing, you look at his success on screens over his entire career. That was something I knew of him from the Philadelphia years and getting to, to work under him, how detail-oriented he is on exactly where he wants to run him back to catch it, how he wants him to turn up field, where the linemen are supposed to be, you know, which guys are going to be here, how he's uh, drawing up the play to make sure the receivers are also part of the screen and they have to be running their routes in a specific way to, to draw coverage away from it. And so... 
yeah, the, the screen game, I think, is the biggest testament to his attention to detail on the field. Love it. Really quickly, Mitchell, what do you think? How likely is a 3P? We know it's not going to be the same team next year. How likely do you think a 3P it is? Man, it's just it's it's so hard to to bank on NFL teams winning a Super Bowl because so much can happen. Um, guys can get hurt and all that. But to what Mahomes said after the game, I mean, it's like the youngest team in the league. One of them, the defense is incredibly young. Uh, the O line is coming back mostly intact. You could maybe sign Donovan, or you could play a, a rookie in Wanya next year who got some good time on the field. Um, you know, I'm guessing they're going to upgrade at the receiver position in a couple key spots. And so you're looking at you know, a defense that could come back, you know, mostly intact. They've got Chris Jones and LeJarius Sneed, two guys that uh, are going to get paid, whether it's in Kansas City or somewhere else. But the foundation's there. They got the head coach. They got the quarterback. Um, you know, if I was putting my money on it, I'd definitely say the Chiefs. But it's incredibly difficult to win two in a row. And, you know, winning three, I don't think it's ever happened. So it's going to be uh, fun for them to work through it and to, uh, you know, watch that. I know it hasn't happened. I mean, that's another reason to take a shot at it, and that's why he should come back. Mitchell Schwartz, he's got his ring. He's a four-time All-Pro. My man, you're a great follow on X. You're a great guest on this show. I appreciate you, Mitchell. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Always great to talk to you. Always good to talk to you. Much respect, my man. Of course he went to Cal. Very, very bright. Very smart. I love listening to him break down the game. Really good stuff right there. All right, so that's hour number one. Coming up next hour, Mike Silver joins us. Another very good conversation. I'll look forward to that. In the meantime, your telephone number is toll-free. Get in here. Let's bang some telephone calls. 1-800-636-8686. If you're already on the X platform, hit me up on the X at Jim Rome. And you can email me. Call the program. You might get a chance to talk to Chalk. You might get Jack Savage. Alvi might even surprise you and pick up. Stay tuned.